Xbox on. Game on, baby! Wow! Hello and welcome to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I am this week's host, Ross Miller, and I'm joined by everyone's favourite uncle. No, Mikey, you're not an uncle to anyone, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, it's Mikey J. Raymond. How you doing, Mikey? You alright? I'm doing well. Now, whilst a lot of us are all driving round of Australia, we don't have a full-length episode for you, but we have a special treat in store for you. Joining us on this episode is Robert Backstrom, who is producer on the game Warhammer Vermitide. Did I say that right? Yeah, it's actually Warhammer End Times Vermitide, but I pretend to just say yeah. Vermitide. I short like shortening things. I like shortening yeah. things. Or, or <laughs> we should say the producer from Fat Shark that worked on the game anyway. Yeah. So, thank you so much for taking the time out on release date. We're actually recording this on the day that it releases on Xbox One. So, you must be going, running around all day today in circles. Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, some hectic months, actually. By Well, the, this this last, last days has been extremely hectic. We... Previously to the release, uh, we have, we ran ran a beta, uh, an open beta on Xbox, and so this there's been a lot of stuff to to handle this last days. Uh, thanks for having me, by the way. No. I, I love doing podcasts like this. It's, it's <laughs> great to get your focus away from something else than than submission processes and bug reports and what what. Everyone loves doing bug reports, don't lie, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, so this is an interview, Mikey, so I know you've got some questions lined up, so why don't you get started? I did, um, so where did the idea of making a Warhammer game come from? Like, um, was it that you guys came up with it, or did Games Workshop contact you about it? Where did you come up with it? It's, well, actually, no, it, it came from us. Core of our studio is about 10 years old, like the core people oh. that f- sh- formed it. Uh, we've been doing several other games, working as subcontractors for other games and done even our own self-published games on, on, on last generation of consoles and PC. But what actually brought us together in the beginning, several of us, is that we played Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay and Warhammer Fantasy Battles together. <laughs> so that's how we met in the, in the beginning. So that it's always been there for us. We, we're sort of Warhammer fans. And then what happened was that Games Workshop looked over the licensing policies a couple of years ago and made it more accessible. It was basically just a long shot uh, from us. We contacted, more or less contacted their customer support and said, look, we're this Swedish game <laughs> company. We have this idea. <laughs> we have funding. So we want to do something like this. Uh, are you with us? And they were, yeah, sure. Sounds good. It sounds kind of like how I contacted you originally. I just had the uh, informational email and uh, hope yeah. the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so we always knew that at some point we want to do a, a, a game in the Warhammer universe or the Warhammer 40k universe whatsoever. But uh, then this was our first choice and 
we're quite happy that it was available for us to use. Why in particular the old world setting? It's well, I mean, the old world is 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 quite unique in I mean all these fantasy settings that are out there. Uh, I think old world is 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 one that tends to stick to you because it has a tongue-in-cheek vibe to it that's quite attractive. It's, you don't take stuff to I'm not sure about the English word, but it it, it's, it doesn't sit on high horses, sort of. Say it, it you can yeah. play a rat catcher or or like a someone that cleans the sewers or, or something in the role playing game, but they all aim for being like the king or the hero that saves the world. But it's this this long journey where you don't start up like a dragon riding super elf mage, but you actually start from the bottom, which I think. At least for us Europeans, it's quite attractive. We like to keep things like we don't Levels. want to do the American dream too 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 much in the beginning. We just <laughs> yeah, we want to be know our place sort of. And it's a, it's a solid IP, a solid backstory for the world. And there's a lot of references to the real world that you can relate to. And it's really accommodating to to make a game in it because you will always find some part of the story that you can fit into whatever you want to do. Uh, especially since there's been so many different type of games made. It. I mean, it's been board games, tabletop, miniature games, role-playing, pen and paper role-playing games, and uh, obviously all those different computer games that have been throughout the years. And with the gameplay um, fitting into the old world, did you contact uh, Games Workshop at all and consult with them on it, or did you just kind of do your own thing no the gameplay we've always been doing multiplayer titles before as a company uh, but we knew we want to do a co-op multiplayer game so that was something that we had set up ourselves before we even decided on the setting and it's no use not mentioning a i mean left for dead is like the the role model yeah in there i mean they do everything so good so so we said okay this game is great we want to take it even further, maybe tw- tweak it a little bit, but we don't want to change the core mechanic of it. And then we want to apply it in a, in a different setting and see what happens. So, yeah, that's that's where we started. But the gameplay were, were, were there before we even started on checking different worlds. So for those that may have only wet their feet when the game released, has the game changed from its original launch until now? When we start with a foundation based in another platform, especially like if you go from PC to, to console, like PC to Xbox, it's important not to just take the game and try to squeeze it in to like a new new environment. I think it's... And what we try to do is to look at mechanics, game mechanics, um, balancing, uh, like all these different extra add-ons that's part of the Xbox... API and, and make sure that it all fits in together. So it's 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 the core gameplay is the same. You play one of uh, four heroes that fight massive amounts of rats, and it's all about playing together, conquering the level, gaining loot, and and like discover this beautiful world. But there's quite a few things that's been updated to the game. Obviously, we have had a chance to polish the the main game the PC game for one year longer. So there's a lot of fixes and tweaks that we said 
based on the experience from the PC version that we actually were able to implement here, this there's uh, like the whole UI has been reworked to better suit a gamepad or a hand control that you sit in the sofa and play. There's uh, how we handle enemies and like the balancing of the game to make it more better suited for the Xbox. So it, I would say it's you will recognize elements of it, but it's still a product on its own. And I've, I mean, I played quite a lot of the PC version, but I, with the release yesterday, I actually started my own account which had no connection to Fat Shark because I like to just stop <laughs> playing with other people and see how they react to it. And I mean, it's it's a it's a totally new experience. And other than that, we also have like all the DLCs that came out to the to the PC version is all included in the console release of the game. So in sheer amount of content, it's bigger as well. I will say one of the biggest reasons I actually just purchased it on my Xbox. I was one of the original PC guys. And um, I haven't played in a few months, but the amount of work that I've seen you guys put into this game, the balancing, the tweaks, and the, the, the free and paid DLC you've added into, it really rivals another game company that I thought of, which is CD Projekt. And mm-hmm. it's just it's amazing to me that not more game companies do what you do, because it's really something that I, as a player, appreciate. The amount mm-hmm. of dedication you put into post-release is superb from what i've seen oh yeah yeah thanks thanks actually (laughs) it's quite uh, i would say it's quite healthy for any pc game that uh, that's been released to go through the process of going to console uh, because it's a totally different environment with other demands on like the quality quality of life uh, the the accessibility uh, Things like localization, you can't like leave a unlocalized string somewhere where where people suddenly start speaking English for the German speakers. So, so yeah, you know, and for us as English speakers, that is not of great importance. But if you ask someone in France or German, that's like all that matters, sort of. So so. Uh, I think it's good for for a game, especially for us, to 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 go through this process because you 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 get to polish the game to to new levels. And uh, yeah, you were just going to say that there actually. So you you know you are releasing through the ID at the Xbox program, and um, coming from mm-hmm. PC to console. Uh, how has your experience been with working with Microsoft? Uh, I must say I'm I'm really really impressed uh, the the level of dedication or amount of dedication they they shown us uh, it's been really impressing. Send them a mail and ten minutes later you got an answer. Okay, you should do like this. And they've been more or less like mentoring us through the whole release process. So working with either Xbox has been just outstanding and that's been for me as a producer but I can speak for like all the different uh, departments of the game developing projects like the the coders got excellent support on how to squeeze in uh, a high performance PC game on a, on the Xbox platform that is well for obvious reasons not as powerful as the high end PC uh, but we got great help from them on that and we got great help from the marketing side on how to to utilize the IP the best and what channels would you use. We we we've been yeah they've been really helpful. So you can you can tell a 
big dif- difference from from the 360 time to now and the, their approach to in the devs. That's a good thing to hear. And I know that they probably helped out a little bit um, in terms of some issues you might have had over the summer because I was watching back an interview you did in May and the yeah. original plan was to release before the summer. Now, obviously, it's a little bit past. Um, so, like, what kind of what caused the the delays, and how did you face those challenges? I think it, it relates a little bit to taking a PC game into console, and where you you might sit with a PC game that's been released, and you think it's all happy. I mean, it's been doing good, sold a lot of copies, but when you start, you know, grinding it and you, you find that it contains glitches and bugs that were not accounted for, and you realize that, hey, we need to rework all the system to make it work on the console. Or basically, And also because it's our first Xbox game, we had to implement a lot of systems that we didn't have before, like all the Xbox Live Im- implementation, the friends' invites, and how to handle this, this patching and stuff, and everything like that were were sort of new to us. So we were a bit naive in our estimates, but also because we were not forced to release before summer. We could have like squeezed stuff in and get a half-assed product out, but we we didn't have that. <laughs> Since we are self-publishing, we, we, could, we could say, okay, so we want to reach this level of quality. Uh, until we've done that, we're not going to release it. So we we had some internal builds that were like rejected in our internal green lighting meeting and then suddenly we came across THQ Nordic who does the retail version of it and that also added another extra aspect to the scope that that we had to accommodate so that's why we ended up in October thank you for not releasing a broken product <laughs> yeah <laughs> hope so it will be patches but I mean, we figure it's a good game that's that we released. There, there's some stuff that re- comes up that you can't really for, foresee when you test it internally. Even if you really putting a lot of effort in QA, we use external QA firms or even the the, the certification team over at Xbox. Once you go live, you you start realizing that this even on a on a platform that's supposed to be identical. From each player, you have like different internet connections, different what what that comes up. So there's some hiccups that we're solving with coming patches now. But overall, it's it's a, it's a, I think it's a quite solid product. Now the game seems as if it could be a really good fit for VR. Do you have any plans to make the game compatible on PC with Oculus, Vive, or even actually PlayStation VR now? Well, yeah, I mean the engine we have does support VR. We we use our uh, 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 Autodesk Stingray engine, and it's definitely been on the table for things we've been discussing on where to take the title in the in the future. So I wouldn't rule any, anything like that out. <laughs> That's such a boring politician answer. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I can say it would not be surprising if something happened in that area, but. Wow. Since you're giving me boring politician answers, what what about uh, crossplay? Um, <laughs> the answer would be the same there. <laughs> you've got to ask. You've got to ask. Because we have a, a PC version of the game, so I mean, the foundation is already there for for PC players. So it it would just have to to squeeze it all in through the Windows 10 support stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, 
uh, speaking about VR, I mean, I, I think from a personal standpoint, since I first started trying out VR games, and I I only just started, but I think there's so much potential in on that like in that media or that genre. So I think to do this game as a as a VR game, there's definitely a lot of things you can do in a co-op genre with VR. Yeah, tried all the headsets at EGX mm. last week, and your game just seems that fit. You know, that way you just have a feeling about it. It just seems this feels like a, a VR title. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I agree. The only pity I see is that VR games tend to have to run at that high-resolution frame rate area, and being that Warhammer is one of the the prettier games out there, yeah. you have to dial back a few of those graphic settings, I think, to get it to work on the current generation. Yeah, I mean, I think VR, the the potential of VR is just being tapped on right now. We give us a few years, uh, both hardware and, and like ending game engines and stuff will be able to accommodate. Yeah, need to. Better. But uh, also, honestly, I mean, yeah, John, you need to look over how we, the genres itself. I mean, you, you can't really s- expect the game to to behave the same or, or, or look the same on, on, a, yeah. on a TV or as, as a VR. And now that you've launched the, the console version, what does the future of um, hold for Fat Shark in terms of Warhammer? Are we going to be seeing a sequel, uh, more DLC, maybe Warhammer 2 uh, VR? I, I spoke to my colleague today, actually, about 2017, and we came, we, we came to the conclusion that 2017 is going to be a really exciting year for us. There's a lot of stuff happening, which is not released or announced yet, but a lot of uh, exciting stuff happening. But what, what's what been announced is that like even the PC version is going to have uh, continuous support from us, and we have a DLC coming up next week, Quest and Contracts, which adds a nice new way of playing the game, like an extra meta segment to it. And that all the DLCs that comes to PC is also going to come to to consoles. So there's there's definitely map packs, character-specific DLCs and stuff in the planning that you will see in the next coming months. Fantastic, fantastic. Some of the DLC on PC was free and some of it was paid. Is yeah. that's and that's been really quite successful for you as far as I can see. Is that something yeah. you're going to continue with then on console, a mixture of free updates as well as paid DLC or Yeah, that's the plan. I uh, it all comes out of how like the game is received and what works best for us, but the the plan is to stick to the PC version where we where we sort of we diff we we make a difference between rule rule updates, we like to call them like and, and actually new adventures or new maps where where the maps is something that we 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 charge you for because we yeah we need to find the economy somewhere but yeah. like the rule updates like for instance the, the quest and contract update now it's just a it's just a update of the core game so that's for free our hope is that that people will enjoy it so they will buy the DLCs but even if you don't buy the DLCs it's still going to be available for all players it's just that you can't host your own games, but you can still be invited. If your friend uh-huh. owns a DLC, you can still be invited to play a game on that map and and enjoy it. So it, it's it's a quite uh, I would say it's quite generous way of implementing DLCs. Uh, 
Um, yeah, that's a plus one for me. I didn't actually know that until you just said that. Making uh, you can hear. buy it now. Join right? You buy it now. Join. It, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I promise to be the guy that buys all the DLC. <laughs> Other than just Warhammer, um, would you do another licensed title? Maybe even similar to how you set up Warhammer and possibly a different universe or entirely different? Or is this kind of leaking into 2017, which you said you can't talk about? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind doing licensed titles. Uh, especially if you... It depends on what kind of license you're doing. I mean, Warhammer is such a... It's, it's a game from the beginning, so it's quite easy and accommodating for, for making a computer game in it. And, and for us, being... A rather small company without a, a publisher backing us up. We don't really have the marketing resources to 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 invent our own brand, sort of. So uh, I've, I I I don't rule out doing licensed titles in the in the future as well. Uh, I working with Games Workshop has been really good for us. They've been really helpful as well, and. Uh, in a way, it helps you in so many different aspects. It helps you when it comes to sales and marketing because people know, know, tend to know something about the world. You don't have to explain anything. Hello, I like sell it to them again. But also, it helps you in when developing a game because it's easier for the whole team to have like a, a joint vision on on uh, on what we're doing and what feels like Warhammer for us, especially if it's an IP that you. Have such a great love for us. We have with the. Well, I'm, I can talk to the art director, and he says, "Yeah, we need to have it more like you know, like that part of that adventure we used to play pen paper." I said, "Then I understand what he means." But if you if you work with something new, like a total new IP, it's easy for us to like sort of to drive off from the main path. Because the, the one thing I was thinking about when I thought of that question was that. Um... Aliens. We get a proper co-op Aliens game that uh, has the correct polish and touch, and I think you guys could pull that off. Yeah, uh, that's 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 not a bad idea, actually. Who owns <laughs> Alien? Twentieth Century Fox. Yeah. Uh, the games rights. Uh... Send them an email. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there was a lawsuit about that not too long ago, but um... <laughs> maybe stay away. Yeah, maybe stay away from that one. But you know, like I'm thinking as a Scottish man, Braveheart, the game, so that we can <laughs> fulfil all of our fantasies. Yeah, and <laughs> and Mel Gibson's gonna do uh, all the, <laughs> the voice, the VO work. Yeah, that that'll be interesting. Yeah. Have fun with that. Yeah, uh, he's actually gonna do everything. He's gonna do the coding, everything. He he he. <laughs> One man He's team. an expert in all areas. <laughs> uh, talking about Braveheart, I need to tell you, uh, you know, when Braveheart came out, I was, I think I was like 15, 16, it came out on the movies. It came out in the same day uh, as Waterworld, that Kevin Costner movie. And it <laughs> it turned out that I actually went to see both movies in the same day by, by, by coincidence. But after that, I never seen so many middle-aged men with wigs trying to Act like I don't know. It was too much. I saw Waterworld and Braveheart. I mean, two good. I mean, I, I like both movies, but after I was like, oh, I, I need to stay away from this. First <laughs> of all, that's six hours of your life that you're not going to get back because <laughs> yeah. they're about three hours each. So yeah, yeah, they were long. <laughs> it's like now yeah. back back on topic as such as we're going off. Um, yeah, how has the game released? Changed you 
and Fat Shark. Because let's face it, you're all quite famous now. Are we? Maybe. Oh, you're a big. You, yeah. People know who Fat Shark are, and yeah, okay. A few yeah, years ago, they may not have. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't have like fans and and group is standing outside, but I'm quite happy with that. But, uh, That's disappointing. <laughs> yeah. It's what's it? Double-edged sword because it's it's really nice to to see there's a lot of people caring on what you're doing. I mean, uh, the amount of threads on different forums that speak about your game or what your work is is massive, and you can sit. I mean, you can sit 24 hours a day just reading it, but also daunting at sometimes because you, you know that people. I mean, we got players that spend thousands of hours on the game so for them if we make a mistake that, that that's something that like really affects them so but I, I'm humbled by that and I, I like that because I rather have it like that than that no one cares anyway so and, and it makes me and the team to, to strive for for excellence in another way well, Mikey said it anyway earlier on but the way that you've treated the game and your fans and the people that purchase the game is with the utmost respect and with care and, and, and dignity. And, you know, if you continue as a developer doing that, I'm sure we will all be buying your games, really, to be honest, because it's oh. so refreshing to get nowadays. Oh, that's great. That's great to hear. Yeah, yeah I think it, most important for us is to, to, to keep our eyes and ears open and listen to what players want. I mean, we're players ourselves, but it's easy to, when you sit with a product, to, to just become blind for what, what actually you're doing. So sometimes you just have to lift your 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 vision to, to see, okay, so what we're doing, what people think about what we're doing, what, is this the right thing? And and, and every day you should act, really ask ask yourself that question to make sure that you're on track. That's That's something that's important. Yeah, that's why I made that draw between you and CD Projekt, because when you become big, because I, I, I can sense it, stay, mm. stay humble like them. Don't, um, don't turn into some other gaming companies that we are starting to uh, detest. Yeah. We, we like audio CDs on our physical releases. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, moving on, t- talking about Reddit, the game has its own subreddit, of course. Uh, but yeah. what sub- subreddits do you personally subscribe to? To be honest, I'm I'm quite new to Reddit. I mean, I have been I've been checking out a little bit from time to time, but I'm I'm a slow adapter, really slow. And I'm I'm old. I'm I'm 40 plus. So I I most I just recently started really dive into it, and I'm finding new threads and new new things uh, all the time. But I mean, a lot of things about politics in Europe and US is things that interest me and then when it comes to games my personal favorite is even online there's something I I don't have the time to play any longer but I love to read about it so that's that's something I I always try to check out the forums there and I hear that a lot people reading about Eve rather than playing it yeah I mean, it's <laughs> It's quite enjoyable read, actually. It, oh. it sometimes it's actually more fun to read about it than to play it. But but and it, well, it's a it's a game of its own. Uh, if you want to do a podcast about Eve, I'm happy to come. And <laughs> I never knew Eve was a game. Um, I thought it was a set of books. Oh. Yeah, it is. Oh, well, 
<laughs> e- Eve is a uh, you got games and you have Eve. <laughs> well, it's, it's different. But that's another topic. So, so I can't say I have any obscure subreddits yet that I'm looking at. I'm mostly active on on our own and then the different platform reddits and then. Um, I recommend the Xbox One subreddit. Uh, the mod okay. team there is uh, it's <laughs> really good. Average. Yeah. Today I came across accidental renaissance. Which is essentially accidental, or pictures accidentally look like Renaissance pictures. Oh. <laughs> two, two hours later, I realised I hadn't eaten for lunch. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Well, there is a question that we ask every single one of our guests. And it is some mm-hmm. real hard hitting journalism, so I want you to mentally prepare for this, okay? In fact, let's okay, get I'm... Mikey the honours. Mikey. You arranged this interview. Why don't you be our guest? All right. Will do. If you could pick any video game character that you could knock out in one punch, who would it be? Oh. <laughs> oh, um. violence. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's. Uh, I I I'm trying to remember. There's some really annoying characters out there. That, you know. <laughs> Uh, One person oh. did say Preston from Fallout 4. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we've also made your nails. I know, I know, I know which one. Oh, I know which it. one. Uh, you know, first uh, Resident Evil. Yes. I'm, I'm not sure if it's the guy or the girl that in the beginning that says, What is this? What is this? What is this? That's true. <laughs> yes. Okay, so. <laughs> what is this? What is this? I One of the original characters. I'm going. To, I, I can't remember myself, Mikey. Do you know? Yeah. Oh, it's been years since I played that. Yeah. yeah. I, it was on PS1, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, yes, it was. It yeah. was. Uh, well, it was either one of the two main characters from Resident yeah. Evil at the beginning that asked, "What is this?" But look, yeah. Could be you. that both of them were saying, "What is this?" Then I would like to punch them both. Yeah, we'll just see. There both. We that 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 puts closure <laughs> on the whole thing. To be honest with you. Yeah. I personally want to punch Nemesis now, just because it sprung on my mind, and I think I could take him, but hey, uh, we'll we'll move on, or just come to an end of this week's podcast anyway. Robert, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on release date. Now, this podcast will release tomorrow, so those listening on the day of release, I believe you're doing an AMA in the subreddit, is that correct? Yeah, that's true. Tomorrow, 4 o'clock central news. European summertime, I think we were supposed to be online. So yeah, we're doing that, uh, and you will. There will be some people from the dev team and some artists and all type of persons. So it's yeah, it's going to be a, a fun session. I hope. We will look forward to that. Looking forward to it. Yeah. And I'll also be making you a nice little um, header with some particle effects. Hopefully, you appreciate oh. it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for taking the time again. No, I just want to say thank you for having us. It was, it's, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. And for another week, Xbox Off. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. The official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. It's Let's do this. Thank you.